Is Dallas Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Joseph finally turning the corner? All that and more this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are continuing our review of the Cowboys' Week 2 preseason loss to the Seattle Seahawks. And I want to talk about Kelvin Joseph. We did not get to talk about him at all tomorrow. Yeah. I thought he was really good in week one of the preseason. I thought he was even better in this game. What were your thoughts after watching the tape? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think you go in, you see uh, him making plays, uh, you know, forcing two incompletions, one from the slot and one from the uh, outside. Uh, he's, you know, I, I think that when we heard that he was going to be playing more uh, nickel, uh, I think there were some things that kind of really lined up with that, right? Like his level of physicality that he plays with. He's not afraid to to, to throw himself around or be physical, uh, you know, near the line of scrimmage, which is something you're going to have to be able to do. Uh, you know, he just – you saw a guy that – and not only that, right, but like he, he has that level of fluid athleticism that is kind of required to play in the slot. But, but the problem has been seeing him kind of put it all together and look comfortable and, and just – you know, and I, really, too, I think a lot of what the problem has been is that he has the athleticism to play outside and to play some press corner. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many times when it feels like he gets turned up or he makes a mistake and then he's scrambling. Right. And he has, you know, like I said, the kind of athleticism that you can scramble and still kind of keep up with them. But it's it's not conducive to making plays. Now you put him in the slot. He looks more comfortable than he, he has in a long time. Part of that, I think, is just experience catching up to him. But part of it, I think, is that this is a good fit for him. And and beyond the fact that what you've seen, you know, production wise from him uh, in these preseason games, I, 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 it's small things too. Like you watch him on the tape, and he's the guy that's communicating the most. Like you know, he's the guy that uh, that is showing up in these uh, 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 you know pre snap uh, situations getting people lined up, making sure that everyone's where they're supposed to be. Like that's the kind of communication you need specifically from the nickel corner, because he's the guy who's got to be able to relay everything out outside to the corners and make sure the inside corners of the safeties are hearing it as well. So Mm -hmm. the fact that we're getting KJ like making plays on the ball, doing the positive things that we kind of haven't seen him doing so much up until this point. And then on top of that, you know, just looking more comfortable in the sense that he understands what the calls are well enough to adjust other people to, to relay the calls. Like those are all positive signs of development for a guy that has been slow to develop into a defensive player uh, while really becoming a, a fantastic special team. A couple things uh, really quickly. So he's only been targeted six times in the preseason. So I don't want to overreact no. too much, but on the six targets, one catch allowed for 13 yards, that's it. I mean, he's been rock solid. I love how he plays as a run defender. Like, that's the one thing we knew even from yeah. last year. It's like, 
he has no problem sticking his nose in the run game and making tackles. And you have to be a good tackler when you play in the slot. All right, a couple questions for you. Number one, do you think he's a lock to make the 53-man roster at this point? I don't know if he's quite a lock, you know? I mean, I think that it's there's still a lot of uncertainty there. There's some young guys that they're interested in. It, the Jordan Lewis question still hangs very heavily. It just feels um, like the longer that we wait on the Jordan Lewis news, feels like the Cowboys are going to try to stash him on PUP I, for six weeks. I mean, I, I hope that's what they do. It just yeah. makes the most roster sense. I love Jordan Lewis. I want him to come back and, and be a part of the team. But I think the best way to make sure that you do that and also get an extra roster spot is to put him on pup. And, and, and I think that that's the best for Jordan Lewis, too, just to kind you of rush not him rush back. him back. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, and I mean, Jordan have... Lewis, you're going to need him down the stretch. Yeah. And if you put him on PUP, it almost guarantees that you don't have to have him playing until – Halloween or yeah. so, right? Because they have a week. I think they have a week six by. He has. Yeah. He would have to miss six games. So yeah, you're talking about like starting him, ramping back up in November. I would feel pretty confident confident at that point that he'd be at 100 percent ready to go. Yeah, that's what I couldn't remember. Is 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 in season pup four or six games? I thought it was four still. Or I think it's I, six we, games. We may need to check that, but yeah, it's if either way, I think it's. That amount of time would be would be positive. Well, maybe they, maybe they did move it down to four games. I, I think it's I think the in season pup is now four games. Okay. I think the, the 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 minimum for IR but, now is six. But, but either even, way, even let's say it's four games, right? You yeah. have a I think a week five or week six bye. You probably just hold him out through the bye to get him a little probably. bit more practice. And it's the same thing. Like Halloween is the target date for him to to play. Yep. Yeah, and, and and I think you know you, you feel hopefully you feel confident enough that Jordan uh, that, that KJ has like improved enough that he's not going to get you killed in those weeks, right? And and again to the fact that he's not, we're not talking about the starter here. We're talking about the backup nickel spot, right? Well, so that's and that the other was part of it. that was my next question: is yeah. do you think it's more likely that Kelvin Joseph isn't on the fifty-three man roster, or that he's or that he's your week one starting slot corner? I mean, well, I mean, injury aside, right? Like, not yeah, I mean, uh, all, yeah. all the guys that are healthy now, like, does he play in the slot over Deron Bland? And basically no. Bland's just your third outside corner. No, I can't. I can't see that. I mean, I, he, I, I think I think KJ's made great steps and I'm proud of where he is, but I don't think he's quite to the spot where I'm taking Deron Bland off the field for the way that KJ's playing. I wouldn't be opposed to it, to be honest, because then mm. just dress four corners every week um, and you can keep more safeties. Right, because if if you're having Joseph be basically your nickel Bland, who can play in the you know play in the slot and play on the outside, not opposed. I I really liked what I saw from Kelvin Joseph in the two preseason games. I was really encouraged. It's a lot. I mean, it's it's improvement, but I I still feel like there's another step that we need to stay see before we, we give him the starter job. I think uh, we should also mention just really quickly some of the other cornerbacks because I thought yeah. Eric Scott played better. Than he did in week one. I, he's still a long ways away. But what did you f- see from Scott? Yeah, I mean, I think you know there was he had two big catches on him. One of which that Lockett one on the sideline, which which should have been an incompletion. I really think they should have challenged that. I mean, yeah. it's a preseason game. That's yeah. why they probably didn't. And then the other one was on Jackson Smith and Jigbo, in which you know they had like four seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. And I, I don't know. There's very many corners in the NFL that can cover him for four seconds or whatever it was. So, uh, but outside of that, I thought he made several other big plays. Uh, he had a, 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 a pass deflection. Uh, it was at the point of attack on several different balls. You know, I, I think, you know, it's kind of in the opposite of what we've seen from uh, Kelvin Joseph. One area that we really need to see him improve is 
is is as a run defender is as kind of as a long ways player. away he just needs to like understand where his fit is in the run defense better, you know? And sometimes, and, and I understand the corners, you know, it's like you're focused on what's happening in the past game. That's where you make your money. But ultimately you've got to, when you figured out that it's a run play, you have to get to your fit, yeah. uh, especially as the corner, because if you don't, they get to the, then the, the running back gets to the corner and they're up the sideline before you even know it. So you really need to have that ability to force the guy back inside to funnel him into their linebackers and safeties who are arriving in pursuit. Uh, yeah, I, I think Scott has. I mean, I definitely see it. Like, I definitely see what they see, and like, you know, he's got the athleticism, he's got the length. It looks right when he's doing it right. There's a lot of assignment stuff that he needs to clean up, and I think that that's what has been a lot of the issue so far in training camp is that he looks like a raw ball of clay, and then when you yep. put him out there in a system, he doesn't always look like he knows what he's doing. So, um, I'm, I'm in on him, but I, I do think he's. Not quite ready for practice. Uh, to me, he's just somebody that's like the most ideal candidate to be on a practice squad yeah. and be around the team. But I just I don't think he's ready to play like big time snaps. And I definitely don't think he's somebody that you want to have like active on game day yet. My guess is that you could probably sneak him to the practice squad because he was a late day three pick. Um, but you just never know. And with the Cowboys trading up to go get him. Maybe they want to protect their investment a little bit. They're willing to stash him at the bottom of the roster, but it He's just not ready. Like he needs a full year to rework his body, work on the run fits and that stuff before he can really even get in the conversation conversation about being cornerback four or something like you know, that. And, and it brings up a really interesting conversation that we haven't truly expounded on too much is that how much is the change in cutdowns going to affect uh, the the how do I phrase this? The way in which teams are poaching other teams' players, right? Yeah. Like, is this going? Is the fact that we're all cutting down on one day to fifty-three mean that there's more likely that your players are getting taken by another guy, or less likely? I think less likely. I, I tend to think less likely as well, simply because there's just so many more players, right? Yeah. And it's harder. It's harder to kind of. It's only a day. You get a day yeah. to watch. You know, you see a guy's cut. You get one day to watch all these players. I, I just I feel like in somebody of the case like Eric Scott, it's pretty unlikely that yeah he would oh yeah played. Scott for sure yeah Scott for sure but someone like John Stevens Jr. to me Absolutely. is interesting right like because yeah. he's a athletic player you've seen a little bit more of him than you saw in college at, at the same time there's like this unwritten rule in the NFL of like if you wave injure a guy like don't claim him put him back yeah. on your IR that's just kind of the, well, the way that it is teams yeah we hope that teams will continue to follow that because yeah. it feels like there has been a little a rash of people violating that unwritten yeah. rule uh let's talk about the defensive line depth because I think we saw that on full display on Saturday we will get to that next this episode is brought to you by game time game time is the absolute best way to buy tickets to your favorite events and it shouldn't be stressful to buy tickets Game time is so fast and easy to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. I know that I've already downloaded the app, started looking at that Buffalo-Dallas game later in the year. Just kind of monitoring, see what the weather is when we get a little bit closer to that one. We'll see. I know i got to make it out to a Cowboy game this year. It's just the first one ever. Uh, game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in row for less, 
Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets now without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Every day, we'll be back over the next couple of days to continue breaking down some of the, the preseason action. We don't have as much practice stuff going on now that the Cowboys are back in Oxnard, but we'll have news. We'll get you ready for Saturday when the Cowboys take on my Raiders. I don't know if I can really mm. call them my Raiders, but thank <laughs> goodness for the scheduling gods to get yes. us Raiders-Cowboys. So I have to one, watch one less preseason game. Lane, I want to talk about the defensive line depth. Um, mm. We saw... Osa Odigizua played really well in this game. Mozzie Smith, not so much. But who else stood out to you on the defensive line? Well, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I wanted to kind of mention when we you know, had the conversation about Mozzie yesterday is that part of the reason that I am uh, less concerned about the position overall is that, you know, while we've all been focused on Mozzie, it sure feels like the other defensive tackles on this roster have all stepped up their game. Um, o- Osa being obviously the one at the top of this list, he's, he's ready, ready to take yeah. a, a big step. And I, I'm excited to see exactly what's about to happen with him uh, this season. But beyond that, too, I think that we are seeing uh, Golston take a step. He had a really, really good game on 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 Saturday uh, on only like 18 snaps. I think the area where I've seen Golston improve the most is you're seeing him split double teams now. You're seeing yeah. him take on uh, players in the run game. You know, he was kind of a pass rushing three technique that you know y- you hoped was not exposed too much when on the field uh, when the when the when the run game kind of showed up. Now he's showing himself out as maybe a guy that can you know handle both sides of the ball equally, both sides of, of the game equally, and then you know obviously provide some pass rush stuff on top of that. I mean, look, I'm not going to fall for this again. I'm just going to report this again, that I think that Gallimore has had his best camp. Uh, I mean, again, we've seen this from him before. We, you know, I'm not going to try to fall for the banana tailpipe again with this guy, but I, I, you know, again, I'm just reporting what I've seen. He looks better. He looks more violent, more purposeful, um, especially as a pass rusher. Uh, And then I think one thing, one that I feel like pretty, positive about is Quentin Bohana and I think that he's really had a, a camp where he's shown more consistency as a run defender he's shown you a little bit uh with a swim move be able to get uh, behind the line of scrimmage and disrupt a little bit that's all been very positive and then finally we finally got to see uh, uh Fuhoku uh on Saturday which we mm-hmm. hadn't seen very much of him in the preseason we hadn't we haven't seen any of him in the preseason we haven't seen very much of him in training camp and what did he do? He just went in and, and had like I think two pressures, if I'm not mistaken, and and like uh, or two hurries and 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 you know on like something like 15 snaps or something like that. So, um, or I'm sorry, he yeah, 15 pass rush snaps. So he, you know, I think that I think that he's shown you something, and he looks to be playing mostly defensive tackle. Um, so I guess I just kind of wanted to throw out there that I felt like the defensive tackles as a whole have been playing really well, have been playing well lately, um, and the the reason that the 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 Cowboys defensive tackle room this season is not going to be what it was last season is not just because you have Mozzie it's not just because you have Jonathan Hankins for the full season hopefully 
these guys beneath beneath them have started to play a little bit better. And then you add in a guy like Fahoku, maybe you've raised the floor on the defensive tackle room in ways that you didn't really expect. Which makes me wonder, like, how secure do you think Jonathan Hankins' job is? Like, do you think there's a chance that they just they cut Hankins uh, before week one and then they pick him up after week one and kind of pay him, at, you know, by week if they need him? Or do you think he's still clearly above Bohana, uh, Gallimore, and some of those other names? Hmm. Because yeah, if you I- already have – if you have Bohana – or Bohana, excuse me, and you have Mozzie – do you really have room to have a third big nose tackle on your team? You know, the interesting thing there is that, you know, could you convince Hankins to do something like this? Because if, if, if you can, like if you can convince Hankins, hey, we like you, we'd like to kind of put you through this roster mechanism, we're going to re-sign you on the other side of things, maybe you could. I think the downside there is that, you know, Hankins would lose. I, I think you'd have to guarantee his contract. You know what I'm saying? Because – like, I, and I think that that's the roster mechanism you lose by signing him on the other side of the of the uh, of the beginning of the first season. Because yeah. if you sign him before the season, his his contract yeah. is guaranteed, right? Well, I just wondered how, how big of a gap do you see between Bohana and Hankins, at least from what we saw last year? Because Hankins hasn't played the preseason yet. Like, uh, is it yeah. massive? I, I think I still want Hankins. Okay, yeah. like, that's, I, I that's kind of the point. Yes, if that's the answer, yes, I, I think we should still find a way to find to to have Hankins, especially at least early on while we're still seeing what's going on. Um, the question is, could we potentially find an interesting way of kind of maneuvering him onto the roster without losing somebody? The, the thing I just keep coming back to is, I just don't know if you can carry three. 340 pound plus defensive tackles on your roster all at the same time. I, but I'll tell you this, Marcus, I've seen multiple times when all three of them have been on the field at the same time. So they, I think they clearly have plans to try to play all three of these guys at once. So I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they do have either. plans. And, and again, maybe that points to why you see guys like Mozzie. I mean, Mozzie took, I think, I think he had 30 snaps on Saturday he took 25 of them uh, from like a two eye or three technique, which seems a little odd, right? Yeah. So maybe that's why they're trying to move these guys around is, is because they don't want this to be a situation where there are three nose tackles only. They, they want to move these guys around a little bit. Uh, last thing on the defensive line before we move on, Sam Williams is ready. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so he had a good matchup in this game going up against Charles, Charles Cross, which uh, the last time they went up against each other, it was a good matchup for Sam it Williams. Was. Yeah. Uh, he, he ran over Charles Cross in one play yeah. and got the sack. Uh, now, he did have a bad personal foul penalty where he just needs to stay off the ground and stop going low with the quarterbacks. But to have that guy as your third or fourth defensive yeah. end is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing, right, is that Fowler's had a really great camp. We haven't even seen – we haven't even seen Dorrance Armstrong. No. Like, he hasn't even yeah, been early, on this yeah. field. So, so like the fact that Sam Williams is out here balling out, like clearly the best player on the field, uh, despite playing against their ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's that that shows you where Sam Williams is, and he's yeah. I mean, again, we should be including his name in the uh, uh, Tolbert, uh, uh, you know, uh, guys that are going to break out list because yeah. he's. I mean, he's shown nothing uh, but positive signs in training camp that he's going to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's had an unbelievable preseason. I mean, to me, honestly, there was times where he just looked like the best player in the field. Like, his yeah. athleticism is so good, and he, he's just such a special athlete. There was a play 
Seattle was down in their own goal line or their own end zone. And he just bullied Charles Cross and yeah. made Geno Smith had to get outside the pocket. Like, I, I don't know what the sack numbers are going to be. I don't really, really care about the sack numbers because those can be a little fluky. But, like, this is somebody who's going to play a lot of snaps for the Cowboys this year. And I think he's going to be really impactful. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear, too, that this is this is the Demarcus Lawrence replacement whenever Lawrence decides yes. to hang up the, hang yes. up the hats. He's he's clearly ready to that play that kind of role. He's yeah. powerful, explosive. He's he's got the juice for sure. All right, let's talk about some of the young offensive linemen on this team. We didn't get to them yesterday. I want to talk about Austin Richards, Josh Ball, uh, TJ Bass, all those guys next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's an old friend. It's Calvin Ridley. Are you looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Ridley has looked so fast during training camp with Jacksonville and is ready to rev up again this time after being in Atlanta, taking full advantage of riding with rising quarterback Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster year. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, uh, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth. Switch gears, crank that AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, Landon, let's talk about some of our uh, some of our guys on the offensive line that we're excited to see. I, I just want to mention TJ Bass. It's not a lot of pressure yet. Just getting that out there before we even talk about some of these other guys. But uh, what other player uh, on this offensive line has you intrigued? You, you don't want to talk about Hoffman up front? Is that, is I that do, the I do Never again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, I think, uh, as a whole that I thought that the first offensive line played pretty well. Um, and, you know, Hoffman being the exception, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just wanted to bring this up. You had tweeted out that the Cowboys, uh, you know, really looked like they, they were missing a left guard. And, and I felt like the problem was that all the good guards are playing right guard. Right. So, uh, well, it, one of them's playing left tackle. Yeah. One of them will say left tackle. That's right. So, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Bass. I mean, he clearly is a guy that they're calling a gamer. It makes some sense, right? I mean, he he has had up and down practices. He's kind of been running with the threes, like for the most part, um, and just hasn't 
you know, really kind of shown a ton. I mean, he's, he hasn't been terrible, but he, he hasn't necessarily moved the needle a lot. Um, you get him into the game last week and he played pretty well. You get him into the game this last week and he played very well. Uh, so I think you're seeing that you've got something in him and he can move. He's, he's physically strong. He's moving bodies in a way that you hadn't really seen some of these other guards, backup guards do. Uh, so I, I think you, you see a skill set there that may be a little bit unique in the backup situation. Um, I think he's, question- by the way, I just think he's a guy that probably, again, I'm going to keep saying this. He's a year on the practice squad. Maybe. And then next year when you move on from at Farniak or Josh Ball, like he's ready to take that spot. I, I, I don't know if he's ready to be like a backup guard right yeah. now. But yeah. I've liked what I've seen from him in training camp that I'm at least intrigued long term. Yeah, and maybe maybe you know if there's an injury late in the season or something, he's developed enough up. that you could yes. you could bring him up or something, right? Um, so I, I think he played really well. But I mean, honestly, we have to. I mean, we've talked about TJ Bass. We have to mention Josh Ball. I I, I I don't love the player. I think we all understand how we feel about the guy personally and what happens off the field. Yeah. But on the field, he has improved quite a quite a bit. And frankly, I I would make the argument that his performance on Saturday was probably the best singular performance by a backup offensive lineman on this team so far this preseason, right? Like I, I thought when they moved him to guard, it was like a death knell for his career. Like, hey, sure. you can't make it at tackle, but we don't really believe you're a guard, but we're going to try it anyways. And it seems like it might have had the opposite effect. It might have saved his career. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you know you hear these guys talk about ball, and they talk about how impressive it is that such a tall guy can get so low, and that is a very impressive aspect of his game. Where I feel like he has struggled so far is, you know, trusting his power. He gets off balance because he reaches too far. He can't stay on blocks, and that's all seemingly went away on Saturday when he was playing. You saw a guy who was playing with good balance. He was striking guys. He was moving people off the ball they were running behind him and he was able to create space for the running backs uh he was great in pass protection he was able to kind of stay in front of his uh pass rusher and 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 move around with balance he stayed off the ground i mean that's really i mean honestly like that's the thing you hear all the offensive linemen gurus talking and and i think it does apply you don't want i mean really the only guy who used to be on the ground a lot that ended up any good was travis frederick and and (laughs) you know and 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 it just doesn't happen guys who are on the ground a lot uh they just they it's It's a balancing right it's a balancing it's a penalty thing yeah Yeah, it's i mean you know and, and like hoffman showed you sometimes when you fall down and you're blocking somebody you're grabbing someone so it shows exposes you as holding so Uh, yeah, I, I feel like he just being able to kind of stay on his feet a lot better, play on his, uh, with balance, but is, is just unlocking a lot of the strength issues that he had, uh, and some of the technique stuff. And, and you just saw a guy that looked more confident at what he was being asked to do than he had previously, uh, throughout the training camps. And I'll, I'll talk about the tackles really quickly. I, Matt Waletzko struggled and I know he got hurt early in this game and then he tried yeah. to play through it. He just didn't have a very good game. And I, Boy, Mafi is just a bad matchup for him because Mafi is so powerful and so strong, right? He's a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Austin Richards, I don't think he played quite as well this week as he did last week, mm-hmm. but he was going up against um, you know, a starting caliber defensive line. I, I, I just don't see him as a – I see him as somebody who could maybe fill in as a left tackle in a pinch, but I think he's still really a guard in the NFL. 
Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, you know, the, the thought process uh, for me, at least, and I'm thinking hopefully for them too, is that they're trying to just get him ready to be a left side player. Right. Left, so yeah. that, you know, it, it, if hopefully you get him to a spot, either at guard well enough that he, that you feel comfortable with him stepping into guard while Tyler Smith steps out to tackle. I think eventually they would like it. So they could get him well enough that they could just dip him into tackle. You know, like yeah. if if Tyron Smith goes down, that he you feel comfortable you enough that game, and then you switch Tyler Smith maybe the following week. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, you know, I, I still feel like, especially after this week, and and let, maybe we should kind of trans as we finish up, we should transition to the last part, which is how does this all fit together? I think there's still a lot of questions, right? Yeah. With you have Bass, you have Ball that are playing well, but all you've seen them play is right tackle, right guard, really. I mean, you've seen Bass, I think, play a little bit of left guard. But we all we've seen ball play at all is right guard. So we don't even know if he can go back out and play as well as he did at tackle, which, you know, that's where he originally came from. But still, I think that there's still a missing piece in here. And 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 I think Farniak is the answer right now because he's the center guard swing guy. But Farniak hasn't necessarily been inspiring with this play. I mean, I think he's definitely been okay, but I would describe his game on Saturday as yeah. very up and down. You know? And maybe the plan is just to have Ball be a right side player, right? Like obviously, maybe. he experienced playing right tackle. He did that last year. But the idea is, hey, we want you to be our backup right guard, but if you, we need you to get through a game at right tackle, and you can do that as well. Right now, I mean, if we had to put a, a, na- a name on it, right? If we were picking the four backup offensive linemen, right, I think we would both agree that it would be Willetsko, Richards, Ball, and uh, and Bass, right? I mean, or, or I guess you had well, Farniak. I probably would put Farniak ahead of Bass. Yeah, I guess so. Because you have to, honestly, because yeah. it's the swing thing, right? You need him the in center the center thing. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. We yeah. still have one more preseason game to get this all sorted out. I've got a feeling those guys are going to play a lot of snaps against the Raiders on Saturday. Yeah. We will make sure to break it all down on Monday. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Every day, again, we'll be back tomorrow to continue to break down some preseason notes, uh, some things to look forward to going into the weekend. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Go check out our show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.